This is Iron Sports, 95.9, 106.9. We're talking to three-time major winner Padraig Harrington, also the captain of the 2021 Ryder Cup. Padraig, thanks a lot for coming on Iron Sports. You're welcome. It's good to be here. <laughs> so I was reading a little about your background, and I found out that you're an expert in accounting. You've got degrees in accounting. You've got your li- accounting licenses. I guess that helps when you're trying to calculate, you know, being a Ryder Cup captain. You're going to have to be adding up a lot of numbers. So I think that's probably going to be good. At, uh, probably, you're probably selected just for that alone, the fact of your accounting background. <laughs> yes, I do like numbers. Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy. But, and we do have quite a lot of stats. We, we look at all that stuff now. It's... Uh, you know, if Ryder Cup, it's uh, money ball stuff. You're looking at, at partnerships, who works with who, uh, you know, who's good at foursomes and four ball or hitting fairways, hitting greens. Yeah, there's a lot goes into it. So, yeah, it, you do, you don't want to shy away from it, but I'm sure uh, there's all sorts of captains. You could have a captain who's the, you know, soft and cuddly, motivational guy, and a captain who's practical and does it by the numbers. So I think if people are a little confused about the schedule, they the um, Ryder Cup this year is at Whistling Straits in 2021 in September, and they moved the President's Cup a year back. So now it's going to be on the odd years for the Ryder Cup. And you have experience at Whistling Straits. I think you played there three times with the PGA Championship. So you, you know, you're pretty knowledgeable about that course. Yeah, you look, it's a good golf course for the Europeans. Uh, it wouldn't be, you know, for the U.S. players, I don't think they're... You know, it, it's a link style golf course in the U.S., uh, so the, and the weather could be unpredictable at that time of the year. I think, you know, it's tough for the Europeans to beat the U.S. team on a, a stereotypical U.S. golf course. This is not a stereotypical course, so it gives us a, a much fairer run at the event than, than maybe uh, uh, the U.S. players would like. So your experience at Ryder Cup, you've um, been in six as a player. Um, you won four, lost uh, two. Um, your overall record is, is have won nine, 13, and three in the Ryder Cup. So great experience. You have an amateur Walker Cup, St. Andrews Cup. But the point is, you've done well at the Honda Classic. Two-time winner. You're used to 17, the bear trap, the fans around. So I think you have that experience with that. You know, the Honda probably prepares you and some of the other golfers well for the Ryder Cup, where the fans are typically a little bit louder than a normal golf tournament. Yeah, no, the fans are great here at Honda. Uh, we, we'd love the fans to be exactly like they are at Honda for the Ryder Cup. I think uh, there is a little bit of element of uh, favoritism at the Ryder Cup for the home team. I think Honda here, they just they just enjoy themselves. And we, and we appreciate a bit of buzz. I was just saying there, you know, on the bear trap, you don't want, you know, if things get very quiet, so that's actually very nerve-wracking. You want a nice ambient noise. Uh, clearly, you don't want somebody shouting on your backswing, but you, you're quite happy if there's a bit of noise, uh, you know, a comfortable bit of noise going on. So I, I think the atmosphere, and I know they don't have, have full fans here this week, but uh, yeah, I think there will be enough, and the majority of them will be around the, the, the bear trap holes that the players will, will get that atmosphere and feeling. I can guarantee you the players will be nervous and anxious at those holes because, uh, you know, one shot there could... Uh, ruin a round or ruin a tournament one bad shot so it's uh, uh, the players are pretty intense pretty focused and uh, yeah hopefully uh, hopefully for me and that's what tends to work for me in the past here I'm I'm pretty good when I'm forced into a situation and I have to do something uh, and I'm relying on that 
that I can get committed and and and, and hit the shots under that sort of pressure. Yeah, I mean, 2015, I was following you, and you were with Berger on uh, 17, and then you go to 18, and then you have to go back in the playoff. You did you replayed 18, and then had to win in the second playoff hole, playing again on 17. So you really had your experience that tournament with you know very important. Most people have to only do that one around. You had to hit two two shots on 17 to win. Yeah, well, well, the, and in real time on the 71st hole, I hit it in the water on 17 uh, when I had a one shot lead. I didn't want to bring that uh, up. <laughs> yeah, well, look. You got to hit, you know. I, t- I took it on and didn't hit a great shot the first time, but I didn't bail out, which is, you know, that was no use. And I came back the second time and I did the same thing. I said, I've got to take it on. I can't can't afford to bail out. Uh, I hit a five iron to what two feet, uh, and 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 ended it there, which is, you know, what sometimes you have to do in a playoff. You can't wait for the other guy. You sometimes just got to take something. Uh, just take it, take it by the scruff of the neck, whatever way you want. You know, you can't, you can't. Oh, and and that's that's the nature of this golf course. At times, you you you're pushed into taking a few shots on. Uh, you, you know, playing safe is not an option on these holes. Wow. And then back to the Ryder Cup for a second. You you they reduced the European picks from four to three, but the American picks increased to six. So it's they they've sort of limited your flexibility to put picks in. Was there what was the reasoning in terms of of limiting the captain or reducing the captain's picks for the European team, having now double for the American? Well, the reason was it was my choice. <laughs> I, I get to choose as captain. Uh, my experience is players who get picked can second guess. They're, you know, why they're there and what they're doing, and 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 are under a little bit more pressure if you're picked, trying to justify that pick. Uh, whereas players who qualify, obviously, you know, there's no doubt in their mind. And you know, if, if I had four, my my thought process was, if I had four picks, would I skip over four times the guy who was ninth in the automatic table? And I didn't think I would. Uh, so. You know, I, I thought the guy who's nine would, even with a pick, I'd probably pick him. So why why not let him be in there automatically? And uh, so that he doesn't have that burden of, of, you know, somebody, whoever it would be, questioning whether he should have got, should be there or not. That's interesting. In 2018, uh, you were the vice captain and, and you, they picked Casey, Poldner, Garcia and Stenson all 38 plus. I mean, would you expect in terms of again? I mean, it's hard to know who's going to qualify or not. But picking as a captain picks more of an experienced player rather than a, a younger player. You, you you would think that on the face of it, uh, and rookies picked over the years have not. Rookies who qualify have done very well, and rookies who've picked have struggled. Uh, you know, my my thought process on that would be. If my team has nine experienced guys, and well, I'm going to pick some young guys to give them a bit of a pep during the week, a bit of, you know, the young guys do bring that into the team, a bit of enthusiasm. Uh, if my team has nine rookies, I'd obviously pick three experienced guys. So, uh, you know, it's it's the three picks have nothing to do, well, there's a little, but very, not as much as people think to do with picking the 10th, 11th, and 12th best golfers more about picking three guys to complement the nine who automatically qualified. That, there's much more about that. Yeah, and that and then and then it goes also as in the pairings, we talked about your counting skills. 
I mean, it, it must be so. I mean, there's so much pressure. I mean, you, you made a comment one time is that if you win, you're supposed to win. If you lose, it's all the captain's fault. <laughs> but the point is, in, in terms of pairing, in terms of you're looking at, do, do players get along well? Do their skills complement each other? Do you want to put an older person with a younger person? It's, I mean, all those factors that go into and the pressure to make those decisions. Yes, uh, and, and we have a team. I have five vice captains, so, you know, you have a team to work on this. But, the, you know, years ago, I, I just think how, how backward we were when I was, in, like, an amateur 20 years ago. Like, most of the time you got paired with a fellow countryman or you got paired with a uh, a friend or something like that, and your games could be completely unsuited. Now, I, I certainly played with people that my game was unsuited for. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's... it's much more than that now. We we still take into account personality. Uh, you know, young and old guys, enthusiasm, no enthusiasm, you know, same personalities, friends. There's a million ways to put, put partnerships together, but you start off probably with the stats to say that that partnership should work, and then you, you work through it based on, uh, yeah, that, you know, obviously you couldn't put two guys together, you know, even if, it, if, if on paper it says it works, but you, you, you know yourself, no, it doesn't work. Maybe one is a is a very fast player and the other is a slow player, and it would you know they would upset each 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 person's rhythm if, if they had to play together. So there's lots of things that go into it. Uh, uh, but gone are the days where you just pair two guys together because they come from the same country. That's kind of uh, <laughs> that that was that was used over the years. Oh, they must be able to play together because they're both from Ireland, something like that. <laughs> and then I guess the other one, I'm asking you all this strategy here with the Ryder Cup. I appreciate you, you, you giving us this information. But one last thing is, and all my people wondered, is like the final singles order on that final day. Depends, of course, if you're up or back. But do you have your philosophy to go out and put your best players forward, like get that lead, or, or leave some players for the back at the end where maybe the more pressure will be on the, later in the day? It all depends on the players in your team and the position you're in. It really does. You know, you know, you could have your best player could be experienced, or your best player could be a rookie. Uh, your, you know, it really depends on the situation at the time. But clearly, we are aware of, of the strategies that have been used in the past, uh, and it will come down to looking at how we stand. Uh, you know, it, it could be as simple as you know, and could be as simple as the player might be tired and you just say well we'll put you later in the order so you get out a couple of extra hours of sleep or, <laughs> or it could be a young player and you say gee we can't put you out late you know your the tension and mental energy you'll use up waiting for your tea time we'll get you out early get you up and running and going so that you're not hanging around it, it, you know there's a there's, you know you have to wait for the moment for that Saturday night you're going to have to sit there and go well what's what do these players need and and you couldn't you couldn't do it six months in advance because uh, you, you just don't know what position you're going to be in on on the Sunday. We're talking to Patrick Harrington, uh, uh, Ryder Cup champion for the European team, also three-time major winner. I'm just uh, one more question, Patrick. Um, there was a talk about Dustin Johnson made a comment about the Olympics that he's going to pass on the Olympics. I know you competed in 2016 for Ireland Olympics. What do you look at in terms of these players? I mean, this will be before the Ryder Cup. Are you looking to see that players get this experience of playing the Olympics? And, and talk about your experience in 2016. What was that like for you to, to actually represent your country? It was one of my best golfing experiences, sporting experiences ever to go and be an Olympic athlete. I love the fact that I can walk around and say I'm an Olympic athlete. 
uh, that I competed in the games. Uh, I, I like I went and spoke at the conference to get golf into the Olympics, and you know, it, it, it not alone you know speaking was great, but it lived up to my expectation that I'm an Olympic athlete. Uh, I, in the end of the day, I, I think every player who went and competed got so much more from being an Olympic athlete than they, you know, it's just an opportunity that you would not want to miss out on. It's uh, such a huge thing. And, 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 you know, I can understand in the US, it's slightly different that you have, you look at this, okay, you have great Olympic athletes, but you've got great American footballers and basketballers and, and, and so the pinnacle for in the States, it's hard to see who's the best athlete in the States. Whereas you travel around the world, there is nothing but Olympics. You just a lot of countries. I go into, I can go play golf in countries and I would be introduced as an Olympic athlete over, ahead of being a three-time major winner. That's their understanding of golf to them in, in emerging countries. They have no understanding what being a three-time major winner is, but they certainly understand if you're an Olympic athlete. Uh, and, you know, the, the guys who won the gold silver and bronze uh, will tell you they travel the world and it was uh, and I, you know the benefit they got from winning the, the, the acknowledgement as they travel the world the, the, you know it was massive because as I said in oh, I, I probably I'd say probably 80% of the countries in the world being an Olympic athlete being a, a medal winner in the Olympics ran far ahead being a far ahead of being a major winner uh, because they don't understand it, you know they don't understand what being a major winner is. And <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, you know, if you're if you're going to travel the world, the Olympics is a is a big it's a big tick to have on your CV in terms of uh, establishing your your I suppose your presence anywhere. And and I certainly even being just an athlete has been a benefit to me. And I didn't I didn't win a medal. Well, I would assume that uh, if you're on a, winning one of the captain picks for the European team, you'd, you would you know, best to choose to be on the team and not take a pass on that because for the experience, I guess, to go over there and compete against other people, the pressure and the environment, those type of things. No, I, 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 it's, nothing to, it's completely individual, nothing to do with the element of, uh, of uh, the Ryder Cup and the Olympics. No, I, I, you know, just, it wouldn't matter to me. It, it, I, I just think personally a player... That what they get from it, the experience of playing for your country is, is I, I would recommend it. Uh, it has no bearing on my my picks whether it's somebody uh, I would always tell them to play, but there's no bearing if somebody doesn't play for some reason. I certainly doesn't limit their ability to play well in the Ryder Cup or be a team player. I don't think it's. A, it, it, I think the Ryder Cup is more about the individual and playing for your country. It's there's no team competition, even though there's a team of two or three or four is it's right. not a team it's an individual event so I don't see I'm not looking in from a Ryder Cup standpoint that it's building up uh, you know it's, it really is an individual accomplishment to be an Olympian and it's something that I am very happy that I just about got there uh, late in my career 
<laughs> that was great. No, that's a, that's awesome. But I know you're extremely busy, and I really appreciate you coming on this station. Is in is uh, in Palm Beach, and this is very in West Palm Beach, and this is you know, the Hot and Classics, the big event of the year. And I know that you come back every year. You're a two time champion, so I definitely appreciate you coming on Iron Sports, and uh, and uh, best of luck for the rest of the year.